And we're back. This is the second part of the limited upside season preview where we're going to do the over-unders for all of our predictions for all 30 teams. Um, and you will see we are on to the Western Conference. I hope you enjoyed the Eastern Conference. If you haven't listened to that yet, go download it, listen to it, then listen to this Western Conference preview uh, where we get into all of the team's predictions for season win totals. Uh, Mike and I are... I don't know, pretty spot on with these usually. So you're going to want to write these down and take them to the bank, as we mentioned previously. But again, please, before you even listen to this, go make sure you've subscribed. Please rate and review us. Send us those those messages where you, uh, you tell us how much you like our podcast, and even maybe if you don't. But please, rate and review. Uh, as always, you can send us your questions. Those questions can go to at EpiBen, at Limited underscore Upside, and at Mike Prada SBN. Or you can just send Mike an email. That's MikePreda at SBNation.com. We love getting these questions. We can't wait till the regular season begins. It's been a lot of fun doing the offseason. But now we're finally almost there. We're finally almost at the regular season. iTunes and Stitcher uh, on platform at SBNation.com backslash MBA. Enjoy the Western Conference over-under preview of the Limited Upside Podcast. All right, Ben, we're back. Over-unders podcast, Western Conference this time. You want to just jump right into it? Yeah, yeah, let's just get right into it. No time to waste. Dallas Mavericks. Doing this alphabetically, and we're doing it by conference here, okay? So we're actually using the conferences. I know they don't mean anything anymore, but Southwest Division. Good old Southwest Division. Uh, and the Dallas Mavericks are first. Uh, a team that consistently wins uh, and makes enough uh, of a noise to make the playoffs, which usually is in the 40s. However, this year their over-under was set at 38.5 wins. A lot, a lot of teams are at 38.5. I feel like it's where they put the older veteran teams that they right. don't know about. This is what Vegas has done this year. Chicago, New York, Dallas. I mean, are those the only three teams at 38.5? I guess we have one that's 37.5. Orlando's 37.5. Denver's yeah. 37. I mean, yeah, those are called Vegas zone teams. That's where it's like, we don't know. You know come on. Every year a team like that does something good or does something bad it has them off by 10 uh cumulatively but anyhow so i'm curious if uh not watching the preseason has helped you because dallas has looked not good in the preseason you know who has looked really not good in the preseason harrison yeah. barnes yeah yeah <laughs> 27% from the field in, wow. in the preseason 27% mean and is he, is he gunning too i tell yeah, me yeah oh, he, he's gunning yeah. He thinks he's the best player on the team now because he's the highest paid player. Well, he he's trying to show that he can be a featured player. He is uh he is gunning away, not successfully. Good. So you have him over. You still feel good about the over over thirty eight and a half? I don't feel good about it, but last year <laughs> I, they were t- terrible in the preseason. And then they, I thought, oh god, this is where the end, and it didn't happen. They just the, the regular season hit, and they just flipped the switch. So I've learned not to, to doubt these people. I do not think they're a playoff team, but I do think they will find a way to be in the mix, even though they don't have anyone that can really dribble very well. I mean, you look at that team, they have no playmaking. They might be pretty good defensively, but their offense is just like a t- – I was watching their last preseason game against the Nuggets, and the Nuggets are not a defensive juggernaut. No, um, not at all. Let's be clear. And they were playing a big lineup with Jokic and Nurkic, so it's not like you know, a speedy team could have taken advantage. And then the Mavericks could not create anything. Yep. Anything. I mean, when you have Matthews and Barnes with Bogut in the game as well. But, yeah. Ugh. 
It's so terrible. I'm worried about them, but I've learned better than to bet the under on them. But you obviously have not because you're yeah. betting the under as well. 36 and 46. Uh, I think they take that final step backwards that you were talking about and out of the playoffs, although we both have them uh, missing the playoffs this year. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like I don't think Darren Williams is that good um, of a basketball player. Talk about who's going to be dribbling the ball. Um, and not just that, but Bogut's a guy who's kind of been floated by his role for a few seasons now, who now is being asked to play like Team Australia Bogut ball, um, which is a lot to ask of him because, as you can tell, even that was something that came to a quicker end. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I wasn't too high on them prior to hearing all of this Harrison Barnes stuff, but you know, he's kind of validating so far what I thought he would be, uh, which is a guy who was an unnecessary seventh man on a team and now became the highest paid player on a team with a couple aging superstars um, or uh, an aging superstar. I'm not going to give Darren Williams that credit anymore. Um, yeah, he was at one point, but no, no, he's far from that now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, right. Zaza's gone. So, okay, that's Dallas. Um, and we both, uh, well, we're, you're a little bit more bullish than I am, but neither of us are that high overall with there where they sit. Uh, however, the Houston Rockets, uh, or a team that Vegas has bumped up to a B44 as their over-under. Uh, and I have it as a push. I think they're going to be a 44-win team. Whenever they give you a whole number, you take it. Okay. Now, they had this at 41.5 to start. Yeah, and that was a total up. joke of a line because they were 41-win team last year and literally everything went wrong. Yeah, that's right. That's so right. I still have them at the over. I think they're going to score a ton of points, especially now that Beverly's out for a while. Uh, they're going to play Eric Gordon and just try to score 130 every night. And James Harden, here's a here's a bold prediction. James Harden is, what are the odds of James Harden leading the NBA, becoming the first player since Tiny Archibald to lead the NBA in points and assists per game? Because I think it, there's a chance that could happen this year. Oh, I don't think he's going to end up leading it in assists. I think he's talking the talk now, but uh, I think he'll still be a, a, a high assist guy, like in the eights. And in, in the eights is still fantastic but that's not going to lead the nba you don't think so no no i think that uh i think that chris paul assuming health and health with blake um he'll be above that for sure and probably i mean steph if he wants it <laughs> um, well those guys aren't going to play as many minutes though i mean harden is going to play so many minutes and he's gonna have the ball all per, the time per game or total no per game yeah per game yeah yeah, man, he's because he's gonna take he's gonna take way more shots than both those guys. I mean, Westbrook could could average double digit assists a game easily. The only problem with Westbrook is that his team doesn't have anyone who can actually finish the with jumpers. Like Harden has great all these shooters, and you know Nene's played really well, but also Clint Capella. You know, I yeah. mean, they're not gonna play any yeah, defense, fair. but I think he could. I'm looking at uh, Harden's preseason it's stats. Bold. Bold claim. It's a big. It's a big stat line. To I'm not saying he's going to do it. I think there's a chance. He's averaged 10.7 assists and 20.2 points in the preseason, and that's while playing 29 minutes a game. He bumped that up 10 more minutes, or so, uh, maybe nine more minutes, and I think he's going to get there. I or he may get there. Whatever. If you can make that prop bet, I'm making that prop bet. That's all I'm all saying. Right. You probably can, but I don't. I don't. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know who I'd go to for that or where you'd make that bet, Mike, but I bet you can parlay those two things. Um, okay, so Houston's a team who we are both pretty uh, pretty bullish on as playoffs uh, at the very least here. Um, 
Let's see, we have them finishing. I have forty-six six. wins and the six. You have met six, and I have met seven seeds, so we're pretty close. On that. I, I said this on the Rockets pod. I think they're going to start strong, and then teams will start to figure them out. Uh, but that strong start will kind of propel mm-hmm. them to the seed they get. That's the way I look at them. All right. Well, we'll see what happens with the Houston Rockets, and then another team who potentially have that falling out sensation this season is the Memphis Grizzlies. Vegas has them at 42 and a half wins. Mike, you have them at 40 and 42. I have them at 42 and 40. Those are both under. Um, man, Memphis is a team that just feels like it's poorly constructed and on their, their deathbed. But I, as I looked at that, I keep thinking to myself, like, Marcus being on their team should mean something in terms of wins. And Parsons not starting the season should mean the uh, you know kind of the inverse of that the wins you'd, you'd get from getting so um, and they're just so shallow. I mean they so they uh, got they had some interesting players come through training camp. They had Troy Williams made the final roster, the former Indiana player. Maybe oh, yeah. some of these guys will be useful, but they're still very shallow. And Tony Allen doesn't look like he's quite ready to start. Maybe he's not ready to start yeah. the year. Uh, I saw. I did too. watch them in a, a couple preseason games, and I was struck by how many threes they were taking. You know, even Gasol and Randolph. It does feel like finally maybe they're going to modernize their offense, and that might help. Them. <laughs> you know, I like some of the stuff I'm seeing from David Fisdale's team, and, and he's a good coach. That's the only reason why they're even at forty because without that, I don't. I, this is another one of those teams where okay, they're, they're good, but like, what are they going to be good at? Like, are they going mm-hmm. to be the same defensive? team that they were i mean i maybe uh but they certainly are they gonna be a good offensive team like i don't see it so yeah we both uh we both have missing the playoffs as the nine seed the dreaded nine seed in the west yeah so there you go memphis could be a long season but uh i don't know i'm rooting for them i, I kind of like the when we had our memphis podcast with uh, joe mullinex getting that uh the touch of how much memphis uh how much the grizzlies mean to the city i feel like Maybe I'm rooting for them to make the playoffs one last time. Um, let's see. New Orleans Pelicans, sad team here. Uh, a lot of extemporating circumstances affecting the team with injuries and personal issues and things of that nature. So they've been they've been taken uh, way down in the grand scheme of Vegas's lines. They're now a 37-win team, but it, it could be worse than that. I have them as 29 and 53. Well, mm. I, I don't know, man. I, I don't. They don't have a whole lot. That's a five-win drop from from last year, isn't it? Yeah, I think. Oh, it would be. Yeah, right, I have one of the worst three, teams in the league. Three-win drop. Um, wow, which isn't that much. I'm a little surprised you think that's it's going to be that bad. Like I thought that if Holiday didn't have the terrible situation, obviously with yes. his wife, and we wish her yes. well, if he was playing the whole season, and I could know that he would come back soon, and obviously he should take all his time. But if I knew sure. he was coming back, I think they could push for a playoff spot. No, really? Well, aside from Anthony Davis and, 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 and Drew, tell me tell me why. I'm looking for, like, why why Buddy Heald? <laughs> I mean, he's looked pretty good in the preseason. Buddy Heald right now is my rookie of the year favorite, by the okay. way. Okay. Mostly because I don't think Embiid's going to play enough games. But, uh, you know, Buddy Heald's my yeah. rookie of the year favorite. I actually like what I've seen from him in the preseason. You know, I think he looks a lot better. I bet he's going to start. You know, maybe, yeah, he will. And I remember our Pelican site saying, you know, that he's going to average have these big numbers as, as a rookie, and I was scoffing, but he looks pretty good. Uh, guys like Solomon Hill, Etwan Moore, Langston Galloway, they're decent players that they didn't have at those spots last year. And I think Terrence Jones could have a good year this year as a bounce back. I think they may play more of Anthony Davis at center with Terrence Jones. The problem is that if they don't get Holiday back soon, you know, their point guard position is so weak. It's terrible. I'm not a Tim Frazier believer, so... 
I just think that's going to be too much to overcome. But I, if Davis, the other problem also is Davis is already nicked up. So, but um, I was going to say that's and look, Vegas has uh, them at at thirty seven there, and the uh, the ESPN thing we were talking about earlier, the RPM projections has them at thirty seven point one. So that's one of the most spot on in terms of where the numbers kind of meet the line. Um, interesting. I guess I might have them a little bit underrated but every year one team like that kind of falls and then they're going to get a better draft pick and then they'll be better for it in a point guard heavy draft they start losing and they see they can get a top five pick we'll see um that doesn't that also feels like a never rebuild market though like i don't think it's true like i think they might go the other way and detriment so we'll see uh okay next we got uh san antonio yeah last but not least in the southwest the spurs um Spurs are a team who consistently wins in the 60s, but yet this year they have been set at 56.5. We both went over. I went to 60 and 22. You went to 57 and 25. Uh, you have it right around the projection of Vegas. You think that sounds right to you? 56 yeah, and a half. Yeah, I might go a little higher as well, just because I mean la- they have a long way to climb. I mean less to fall to get to 56 and a half. But last year they're 67. Yeah, that's true. Now, what do you make of this Lamarcus Aldridge stuff, though? Have you been following that? And not entirely. I mean, fill, fill the, everything in here, so please. There, there are rumors that he is not fit in as they have expected, and if things don't go as well as they expect this year, they may look to trade him. Uh, they've shot that down. Aldridge has said that he's happy, but it's a little bit of an eyebrow raiser. When we had um, Michael Erler on our show, he said that he understood, well, he doesn't think a trade is imminent. He certainly understands where some of that comes from. Uh, Interesting. So he, he wasn't... He wasn't totally downplaying that, so oh, oh. I thought that was interesting. Uh, Aldridge is a bit of a different dude. No doubt. I mean, he left a good situation in Portland already once in his life. I would hate to see him you know, work his way out of an even better one. Um, okay, well, I, that's interesting. Um, we can. Do you want to talk about Kawhi's MVP chances? Do you want to wait yeah. on that? Yeah, no, we can just brush over while we're on them. Um, sorry about that. Let's see. We have uh, you have Kawhi having the fourth best odds, uh, number four in your MVP ranking. I don't have him in my top five. All right, well, why don't we we can save this conversation okay. for MVP chat? But I think yeah, well, we can save it. But I think the bottom line is that this is a team that should rack up plenty of regular season wins. I do think that they will lose to the Clippers in the second round of the playoffs if they do play. Uh, but in the regular season, it's hard to see them uh, not getting a lot of wins with their infrastructure. Uh, all right, Northwest Division. This is a very interesting division. Yeah, Northwest is a is a fun one. We we had a <clears throat> some high hopes young teams division, if you will. So the Nuggets are first alphabetically. Uh, talk about a young team with a, an odd lineup uh, or an odd roster complexion uh, and some redundant pieces. Um, we we kind of mentioned uh, earlier we were talking about Jokic and, and uh, Nurkic. They're a big interesting part of this team together. Thirty seven wins is what Vegas has put right in that Vegas zone we were talking about around the uh, it Dallas. sounds about right to me. Yeah, 37. You have them at 36 and 46. I have them at 35 and 47. Um, I don't know. Someone's got to lose some games in the Western Conference. Usually it's the Nuggets. Um, I still don't get where they uh, – redundancy at the wing position, multiple big guys who play the same situation uh, or same type of role. Um Moutier is a big in, uh, interesting piece. If he takes a bigger step forward, uh, then maybe they win – Slightly more, um, but I'm intrigued by this whole Jokic Nurkic together thing that they've been trying in the preseason. Uh, they're benching Kenneth Fareed. It looks like he's going to put him in the six man role. I bet he's he'd be off. good for that. Yeah, yeah. Well, that assuming he actually wants that, I don't. I think yeah. accepting the role is a big is a big issue. But if they play Jokic and Nurkic together, it's a very different sort of 
team than they had last year. And uh, Gallo. Stylistically. Yeah, so uh, it's going to be interesting to see how that plays. They also have Wilson Chandler back. I mean, I think they'll be better, but I don't – And unless Jokic is like a really good four-man, and I, I think he's probably ultimately a better as a five than a four, but we'll see. I, I'm willing to give this Jokic-Nurkic thing a shot. I don't see like any major jump that any of these people – Make and I think it's also possible that guys like Gallo and Will Barton have, have down have worse years than they did last year. So, hmm. well, that'll even itself out. I, I think they're about right around thirty-seven as well. Sounded about right, but um, you had them slightly under at thirty-five. Again, I could see that going up to thirty-nine, but they're going to be right around that. So Vegas probably, in my opinion, has them there. Um, after <clears throat> sorry, Minnesota, we, we are talking a lot. It comes Minnesota, man. Minnesota, a team who people are really high on. Um, that was a high line, forty. And a, I mean, it was even higher than that, but it, it's now down to forty and a half. That, that's mm-hmm. a high line, but uh, I think they will match it. Yeah, I'm at forty-two and forty. So did you? We had the same record. There you go. So we, I think they're going to make the playoffs. Uh, I think we may need to slow down a little bit on some of the Carltown stuff. Um, he thinks it's going to be a really good year, but I think we may be getting a little ahead of ourselves. Uh, what yeah. I like about them, though, is that they have good depth. Uh, I like. Stuff like the Brandon Rush pickup, I thought was an underrated pickup. Uh, Cole Aldrich, another very solid pickup. Uh, their bench is good. Their starting lineup is very good. Uh, Rubio has looked pretty good in the preseason. Dunn has looked much less, not quite as sharp. It looks like maybe my early enthusiasm to make that trade early is a little much. Uh, but uh, I like what I've seen from Levine. Uh, I think Gorgie Jang looks really good. I mean, they have a good offensive kind of combination there with those five players. And then... You know Tibbs is going to get them to defend better. I think they'll probably be in about the teens in both offense and defense, and that should be enough to get them into the playoffs. I like them more given Memphis's sort of injury troubles and yeah. Dallas's sort of inability to dribble and and some of this other stuff. I, I like them to kind of get up in there uh, in Agreed. the playoffs. Again, if New Orleans was fully healthy, I think I would put New Orleans ahead of Minnesota, but uh, right now I have Minnesota in the playoffs. Okay. Same. Eight seed. Uh, next, Oklahoma City, 43-and-a-half from Vegas. Mike slightly under 43-and-39. Ben slightly over 44-and-38. Wait, I thought – wait, I was higher had, wait, on him. <laughs> yeah, when we had our Oklahoma City podcast, you said they were a 50-win team. So what changed your mind? Yeah, I think I talked myself out of – okay, I, I think I did a better job of comparing what they were like the – year previously or two year previously when when Kevin Durant was out and Westbrook did play great and they were still mediocre and they, they just really couldn't close and then I took Ibaka out of that picture I'm still not sure what really um, Oladipo brings to the table especially in complimenting a guy like Westbrook sort of some redundancies there okay what else um, you don't think Steven Adams is going to have a big year I think well, Steven Adams could he, have he a hurt really his ankle already once and i look at i hate that but yeah didn't he roll his ankle really badly he did but he's he's been back and he looks okay. really good so i also have steven adams as, and we'll get to this at some point later on in pro this but i have him as third team all nba center so wow i, I wow. also think steven adams could have a huge all- season so wait, well, what how is that how is that team only a 44 win team to you because you, you you must believe that westbrook is going to have a big year right i do i do well i th- could definitely see that going higher but they, even that puts them as a seven uh six seed for me and ha- you have them as the seven seed so i think six seed feels about right i mean they're either going to be about that five four five six seven i say they're going to be so Huh. You know, I'm that surprised. Could be a- I, I thought you would have held on to your your because there is the argument for them being better, right? Is that Westbrook is going to have a big year? Oladipo is going to play a lot yeah, better. Fifty's uh, a lot. 
yeah, Adams is going to have a big year. They're going to be a great rebounding team. They might be the best rebounding team uh, that we've seen in a long time, especially offensive rebounding. They're going to be outstanding, which is the way Westbrook collapses, can collapse the defense. I mean, yeah, the problem, of course, is that they have no shooting, and I don't really see a great defensive team in there unless Adams really takes a big step. When Adams was injured, they got lit up. So that's what worries me. But yeah. Adams is healthy, and they can get enough shooting from guys like Sabonis has played pretty well for them. Maybe Kyle Singler gives them something. Who knows? Uh, but they give them some of that, and they get the rebounding. And Westbrook has a big year. You know that might be enough. And I thought that's where you were going to go with this. Uh, you just did a good job of persuading me. When we get done with this, I'm going to bump that back up to 55 wins. From all Oklahoma right. City all Thunder. right. Now, 50 would be uh, a heck of a season. I think I can go as high as 47 wins probably, but I'll have to move some wins, wins and losses around. But yes, good job, Mike. Okay. Well, I'm still going. I'm still Point going. Taken. I had them out of the playoffs <laughs> for a little bit and then decided to put them back. Wow. Because right? I, I don't really believe in, in a lot of the other teams. Oh, man. Wow. Well, you believe in Portland. I know that because they're right, they forty-five and a half. I've enjoyed watching them play this preseason. Uh, forty-five yeah. and a half by Vegas. You have them at forty-seven and thirty-five. I have them at forty-five and thirty-seven. You have enjoyed watching them play. Yeah, I think they've looked. They looked uh, pretty. They've looked like a lot of fun. Uh, I. The only problem is that Evan Turner has not looked that great. I think my de- slight defense of that signing has not looked very good so far. I think he looks like he doesn't quite fit. Um, but Lillard, I think, is going to have. I mean, did you see Steve Kerr basically saying that Lillard, by process of third party candidate, compared Kevin Durant to Gary Johnson or something? Because of that, Lillard's going to win the MVP this year. <laughs> no, but a I, bit I of a mean, bizarre statement. I wasn't quite sure we was going with that, but uh, it wouldn't surprise me if Lillard has another massive, massive year. Uh, and I like. I think they're going to be a lot better offensively even than they were last year with Aminu playing the four full time, and I, I like that look for them. Uh, so I think they're going to have potentially a top five offense, and I like them to. Uh, I don't think they're going to be better than Utah, but they're going to be right up there. So I like them this year a little more than I thought they would. You are a little less high on them, it seems. Yeah, I have them right around actually what appears to be ESPN's RPM projections, um, which are about the same. Um, you know, it's 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 weird. I, I think they are a good team. I think they took a huge step forward last season. Um, I also think there's going to be a, a middling out effect uh, with Evan Turner on your team. You're giving up some athleticism, some pace, and he's also a me guy. He's not going to be able to play with Lillard. The ball has to be in Turner's hands for him to be effective. Um, he can't shoot at all either. So it's interesting that you kind of were going back on that uh, already. But I <laughs> I think that uh, they're about a 45 and 37 win team, which is still right in the meat of the playoffs in the Western Conference. Um, so I think they could be better than forty-seven wins as well. Like I'm actually, I'm, yeah. much, I'm even higher than I might bump that up even more. Uh, the Evan Turner thing does scare me a little. And then we get to Utah, which is everybody's yeah. darling team. So yeah, and these teams play Utah and Portland play tomorrow night on opening night. If you listen to this on Tuesday, it's tonight. It's a phenomenal game. Uh, the Gordon Hayter injury does that scare you at all? Um, I I don't even know about it. What happened? Yeah, he's out for. Like, away. He's, he's out for. Um, he like broke his hand, I believe. Oh no, really? That's terrible. Uh, hold on, let me find the exact injury. <laughs> These are the we, things I've missed. I, I literally people got back yesterday from being in Europe for two weeks. They don't watch best. Hey, he broke his hand. Um, oh, so he man. fractured his his uh, fourth finger on his left hand. So he might be out for first month, maybe a little more. Fourth metacarpal. Yeah, four to they say four to six weeks, but it, it could be. I'm guessing he might miss a good deal in November. 
Damn, that stinks. All right, so you still have him at 50 and 32. I have him at 48 and 34. Uh, over under for them was 49 by Vegas. So That's you a still high feel number, by the way. I I thought Super Utah high. might be like yeah. the team you could bet and be clever about it, but not so much with that number. I here's another prediction I'll make. Uh, I'll tease something. I think Rodney Hood's going to be the most improved player. I think what actually may happen is that as good as Hayward is, there is a little bit of sort of a they fight for for touches with playmaking on this team and. I think now this may give Rodney Hood more time to shine and guys like Exum more time to shine. I like George Hill the way he's looked. And I think Rudy Gobert is going to have a really big year with him not being healthy last year. So uh, And Trey Lyles is going to have another big year. And I like Joe Johnson the way he's fitting in. They're just so deep. When you have a deep team, you fit in. So I, I'm going to pick Rodney Hood as the most improved player this year. I think he's going to take a big jump. He with, was good last year too. Yeah. Uh, and But I think now like, he has more playmaking responsibility – uh, and I think he'll be more efficient. I think he'll be less kind of worrying about like where whether it's you turn your turn, my turn. I think their offense will open up a little more. So I am I am driving that bandwagon hard. So right. I have I have the over on that team. Nice. You have him as the four seed in the uh, in the West. So I like that. Um, cool. I have him just under. So one game under, I guess. But um, let's see. Next would be the Golden State Warriors. We are on to the final division of the Western Conference, Pacific Division for the Golden State Warriors. Um, Sixty-six and a half is the over/under. That I think that's the highest over/under ever, right? I mean, it has to be. That's ridiculous. I don't know how high the Bulls were. No, but like that's projecting them to have a top ten record ever. And yet, I still think they're going to go over, even though you they do. may not try to. Like I, I was saying this in the Warriors podcast. You know, I they're going to. To me, even if they don't try, I think they're going to approach seventy wins. They're just wow. that good. Wow, seventy-one and eleven. Mike has them. I have them at sixty-eight and fourteen, which is still over, and and one of the seven best records ever. I I, I mean, look, I, I think we're both on the same page. Like they they have an unprecedented roster. Mike, you did an awesome uh, Prada's actual motion pictures thing. Kudos to that. That was great. Thank you. Thank you. Did watch so, that. So, like, even if they are sit, unless yes. they have like maybe six games or ten games where they just sit everybody, if they're just kind of using this as like a rotation style type of thing where they they rest one guy this night, one guy that night, whatever, they're still going to be the best team in the West. They're going to be the best team on the court. They have good depth, like Livingston, Iguodala, yeah. David West no still play, and Patrick McCall looks real good. He does, uh, so yeah. the only thing that might hurt them is, and I don't think it's going to hurt them in the playoffs, is did you see that ESPN Dream on Green story? Uh, I, you know, I did, but how much credence do you do you put towards that? I think a good deal of credence. I mean, I think there was. I didn't. There, I didn't read the whole piece. I, I read literally a little bit of it. It was right when I was leaving. So yeah, I mean, it was. It was basically talking about sort of as as Draymond has gained more power with the team, is more is more standing. What makes him great also sort of can be a detriment, and he can be very abrasive, and his relationship with Kerr may not be so great. And to me, like. Look, they're going to be fine in the regular season, but I, I do wonder what happens if there's another sort of green incident like the Oklahoma City incident. and Because the, they need green. So, I mean, green is, the, to me now, the most indispensable player on that team. Maybe not the best, but the most the one that they can't replace so easily. So I think they'll hold it together when they're winning, but I wonder if that in a high leverage moment, some of that will come back to bite them. That will not happen Whew. in the regular season, though. 
That's true, and it won't matter. And even even then, it's hard for me to see them losing uh, any more than like 14, 15 games. So that's kind of why I have them at uh, at the 68 wins for. Okay, so Golden State's going to be really good. We have them as the best team in the Western Conference. Uh, the team we both have as third in the Western Conference uh, is the Los Angeles actual basketball team, the Clippers. Um, they have been projected at 53.5 by Vegas. You have them at 56-26, and 26, and so do I at the exact same record. Yeah, I mean, they won 53 and Blake Griffin missed half the yeah. year. And now Griffin right. is back. And so I think that's really all we got to say about them. I, I like also that they're staggering Griffin with the second unit a little bit more. Agreed. So, and I don't think the other guys will drop off enough. Yeah, you know, We'll see if they finally trade for a small forward and whether that's enough. But you know, to me, that that's a pretty easy over, to be honest. Agreed. Agreed. I think they are easily a 55 win team. And then points. let's talk about the an easy under, the Los Angeles yeah. Lakers at 24 and a half. <laughs> Yeah, twenty four and a half is where Vegas put like the Sixers and uh, uh, and the Lakers. Uh, it's a funny number, even though that's I think considerably more than this team should be awarded. Um, we both have them as a as a pretty obvious uh, under. You have them at twenty and sixty two. I have them at twenty one and sixty one. Um, I don't even know if they're better than the Sixers or yeah, they might or Brooklyn. Be. They might be the worst team in the NBA, but um, we'll see. Any thoughts on Walton? Maybe being a reason why they win twenty four and a half games. Yeah, I mean, it could. Uh, they have some vets uh, that may help them. And D'Angelo Russell's been lighting it up in the preseason. He might have a big year. But they are yeah, going to be dreadful defensively. Yeah, totally. I think they could be. Like, I think actually it wouldn't be surprising me if they end up with a you know, 20th ranked offense, 21st, maybe even a little higher. But defensively, I think they're just going to be a disaster. And I am not a Julius Randle fan either. I, I'm not liking what I see from him so far. And Ingram still feels like he's a ways away. So, Oh, physically Ingram's not – you know, I, I almost feel awkward watching him play right now, just because of his absolute. If you, he's kind of like a, a spider, if you will, like a, a yeah. long-legged animal, where it's just like, don't hurt him, be delicate. He's a wacky uh, way to w- w- wacky inflatable arm failing two minutes. Yes, yes, he's, he's, that he's guy. got those like little arms that just feel like they flail in the air. Exactly, uh, he's got game. He's just not. No doubt, you just can't. He's just too small, uh, too skinny at this point. So we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, yeah, so we have them under. Um, then we have the Phoenix Suns. Uh, two more teams left here, by the way. Uh, we're going to do Phoenix and Sacramento. So Phoenix. I like that we end with Sacramento, by the way. It's fitting. So, so um, we both have Phoenix finishing ahead of Sacramento. Um, yeah. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. You have the over on Phoenix. Uh, 30 wins is a, a lot of wins. Why do you have the over on Phoenix? I have 31 and 51, so just over. Uh, I don't know. Faith. I guess I like Booker a lot. Um, I feel like... Potentially, these young players, Bender and specifically um, Chris, Marquis Chris, um, could actually be interesting pieces that are better than people think. Um, also, I like the idea of them being a little better than Sacramento for selfish reasons. I mean, the further Sacramento slips down the, uh, <laughs> the draft, the draft order, the you know, Sixers get the right to swap there. So I, I selfishly always pick them to self-implode. Plus, look, if Sacramento's a team who ends up trading, we should just do these together. You have Sacramento at 27 and 55. And, well, I think uh, Sacramento is going to be a real disaster. I mean, a real disaster. They their point guards out for the first eight games, and I don't think the guy that he, when he comes back they're any great. Um, there's some talk that like okay they have some more adults in the room, uh, but uh, I'm not seeing really any upside with any of the guys they got. Uh, I Rudy Gay is already complaining, and I, I think that's bad juju. Um, they have too many centers. I don't see how they're going to be any good offensively, and I, I'm not sure I've seen yet like. Marcus really make the transformation I wanted to see. So I see them. I, Dave Yeager's a good coach, but 
I think this is a much bigger challenge than he's faced, and so they just the ma- the roster just doesn't make any sense. So I see this being a really rough year for them, but it's always easy to bet on the Kings doing poorly. Um, I'm yeah. more curious where your optimism from the Suns comes from. You're talking about I, they could be a really good offensive team. You know, with Booker looks real good. I think Bledsoe being healthy is a big plus. He's a really underrated player. That's a uh, great backcourt right there. Yeah, um, but you know, their their young guys have looked real raw. They'll have some spacing, but I, I don't really see. I think they'll be slightly better than Sacramento, but I'm not expecting any great shakes in them either. I think they could another team that could have one of the league's worst defenses. But it wouldn't surprise me if they were in the top half of the league offensively. So maybe that's enough to get them to 30 yeah. wins. Yeah, potentially, uh, especially in the West, where there's gonna be some interesting shootouts for sure with uh, some of these teams like D'Antoni basketball coming to play in Phoenix. That game will be a lot of fun when Houston comes there to mix it up. They'll play in the 130s, whatever Oklahoma City decides to do this year with. Russell Westbrook so it could be interesting um I love the the wrench in there which is Thibodeau with his stable of young guys in Minnesota and we'll see what he ends up doing with them um because we both have we both have Minnesota as the eighth seed um and making the playoffs we should reiterate that uh we could eat those words later on in the season um <laughs> all right you want to talk about the MVPs yeah, yeah this is this is gonna be a great MVP race so Tom wrote, so many good players Tom yes. Villa wrote the piece um about the MVP race. Uh, he looks at all the different candidates. He actually has Kawhi Leonard and then Blake Griffin as one, too, which I thought was a very interesting pick. I have maybe a hotter pick than that, but what are you What are you looking at in the MVP race? So maybe I have the hottest of all picks here. Um, you mentioned in the first part of this we did about how LeBron could maybe go for it this year in the regular season, kind of try to prove get that fifth MVP. I have him getting the fifth MVP this year. Um, I think there's a, an easier clear-cut decision to maybe made about if he gets his team to, say, Cleveland wins 60 or 58, 59, whatever, wins the Eastern Conference again, has a great season, doesn't have a you know two-week period where he leaves or anything like that. They could you know, have people hold that against him. Um, Cavs are decidedly the best team in the Eastern Conference, and the Western Conference has exactly what you just talked about, the proliferation of vote. Uh, a guy like Kawhi, Blake, a Steph, a Harden, a Durant, Draymond, whatever. There's a lot of guys there who could potentially, you know, make a claim to a conference, and I think it might be a little bit more cut and dry and a road to a narrative that we all like, which is LeBron getting that fifth MVP. LeBron was my pick, but after him, I had Steph, then KD, then Carl Anthony Towns, Ooh. and then James Harden. I think we're getting a little ahead of ourselves on that town. Of course. But you know they might like to put some of the, you know, when they give him those extra votes at the end of it, if he has a great season and Minnesota makes the playoffs. What if he takes them to the playoffs, uh, you know, in two seasons that Kevin Love couldn't do when he was getting MVP votes at 40 and 42 or whatever they were, you know? Um, yeah, maybe. And the playoffs. So maybe he, maybe he gets in the back end. And then I had Harden at five. If Look, if Harden does what you said and leads in scoring and assists, uh, you could put him probably at one or two right now. So you don't um, have Russ in the top five. I don't. No, I don't have him either. Feel bad about it, actually. I think Steph's going to three peat. I think a lot of okay. people have have uh, have underestimated uh, him, thinking, "Oh, well, Durant will cannibalize a lot of votes." And the Warriors players look. If the Warriors go seventy wins again, and nobody else is within ten, fifteen games of them, I think you kind of have to give it to a Warriors player. You know that. And I think Steph is going to have another humongous season. He's healthy after surgery. Why can't he three-peat? Like, I actually I, – I, to me, I'm surprised that he's not getting more buzz. Like, last year, I remember nobody had him – not too many people had him repeating, and he instead put together the unanimous MVP season. So 
I think he's going to win again. And I, I don't think we're going to be too tired of this. I think we're going to fall in love with this Warriors team pretty quick. I think the bad feelings will fade. I already love watch him. Them play. I mean, okay. I like him. All right. You will fall. You don't need to fall in love with them. Well, I uh, like and, basketball. And if you don't, if you're someone who's sitting at home rooting against that, like check yourself, <laughs> figure out why you're watching basketball. That's my opinion on that. All right. Wow. Okay. We may need to have like radio Ben right here. Uh, hey, I'm just saying. Okay. Oh, come on, radio Ben. All right. Well, that means that coach of the year probably makes more sense to who I think you'll have picked too. Um, yeah, I got Steve fair? Kerr. You got Steve Kerr. Okay. Okay. And you have Brad Stevens. I do. I have Brad Stevens. Look, if if Boston's going to be a mid fifties win team like uh, you projected, if they win fifty six games, if they push and win the Eastern Conference or push uh, Boston uh, or push, I'm sorry, Cleveland uh, to the limit, that would speak very highly of a guy like Brad Stevens, who the league is just like itching to give his first you know coach of the year award to. If you know the chemistry, he's such a genius. It's like all right. Give Stevens the, uh, okay. the coach of the year. I mean, if they if they get the number one seed in the East, I think you has he has a great shot for sure. Great for sure. Case. Um, you have Draymond Green winning Defensive Player of Year. I have Kawhi Leonard. Uh, I already mentioned that I've Rodney Hood as my most improved player. Do you have any thoughts on most improved or six man or any of these awards? Oh, well, I haven't even filled these. Uh, haven't even filled these out. Uh, so my my top five for most improved, which is a dumb award, I agree. But Rodney Hood number one, Giannis number two, Clint Capella number three, Stephen Adams number four, Dennis Schroeder number five. Yeah, so it's like a theme to the type of player it is for the team, like a guy stepping into a bigger role on a team. Um, it was already good, but now we yeah, now we're exactly. going to pay attention to how good he was. Yeah. Well, I had Stephen Adams as a third team All NBA player, so I'll put him at most improved. And uh, I like the idea of Marcus Smart being sixth man of the year if Boston is as good as we think they're going to be. so Okay. All right. Yeah. So you're all NBA teams. I've got Steph, Harden, Durant, LeBron, and Carl Towns. We have, you have Kawhi Leonard instead of Durant. You think Durant mm-hmm. is going to take a step back on the Warriors? Yeah, potentially. Okay. Uh, and then most of our other second team is pretty similar again. You have Paul George in there. I, I have Blake Griffin. You, you put Blake on the third team. Um, I have John Wall making All-NBA third team. It's a bit of a homer pick. I just like what I've seen in the preseason. Uh, and then our third team centers are interesting. You have Steven Adams. I have Rudy Gobert. Yeah. Yeah, I like that as a kind of a, a way to match up two guys in the same situation. Um, is Gobert better than Steven Adams? Well, I think the Jazz will be better, and I think Gobert yeah. – could I mean I, I know I have Kawhi winning Defensive Player of the Year, but uh, I think Gobert will have is very possible will win that award. He could win it for sure. I mean for again, sure the Jazz win. could have the number one defense in the league this year, and Absolutely. Gobert will be a big reason why. So I am taking Gobert. Uh, I think he's, um, gonna, he's gonna have a huge year. So okay, and then Rookie of the Year, last last one, Rookie of the Year. Well, you have Embiid. Uh, I think <laughs> it's a solid pick. I just don't know if he's gonna play enough, so I'm going with Buddy Heald. Okay, and I also have Saric at two, and you have Embiid at two. Um, Cool. All right. Well, that's that's all. So now we got to pick. Um, we got to go back in time uh, a little bit. We did the the Eastern Conference preview on the previous podcast. Hopefully, you can use, you know can all be listened together. Although I, I assume that maybe you don't have ninety minutes to listen to Mike and I uh, do this. Why but, not? Um, I mean, if, you, if we, <laughs> the idea though was that we we're gonna. Enter I mean, you had pick-up. ninety minutes on your honeymoon, like certainly yeah. someone else could. <laughs> yeah, that's right. If I can do it, you can do it. Um, so anyhow, we were gonna put five picks. So after all these over unders we've discussed, Mike, we need to select the five that we feel most confident about uh, that we will submit uh, to this this pick'em pool. So Charlotte being over 42 and a half, you has as you have as one of your most confident. Milwaukee under 34 and a half. 
you're very confident about. I'm not sure I don't want to. I'm not sure I want to submit that one though. Okay. So so I'm going to submit. Charlotte. I think Philadelphia under is one yep. I'm very confident about. Um, okay. I think the Sacramento under also very confident about that. Okay. Um, and then this is being interesting. I'm going to take the Clippers over. I think the Clippers over is one I feel pretty good about. What's your What's your best bet though? If you had to pick the one that is your best bet. You know, I think I'm going to take the Clippers over as my best bet. Okay. There's over wow. 53 and a half. I feel pretty good about that. All right. I like that. All right. Well, I'm going to submit these. And we also have to pick the tiebreakers here. Okay. So who will win the NBA scoring title this year? James Harden. All right. And who will score the most points in a single NBA game this season? Oh, this is going to be interesting. I'm going to say Steph Curry. I think he's going to have one game where Durant's not playing that he goes yeah, off. Yeah, he goes off. Agreed. Uh, who will win the rookie scoring title? Buddy Heald. Buddy Heald. Who will be the first coach to either get fired or resign? Wait, 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 wait. Scoring title. Is scoring title per game or is it like, do you have to be, is there a minimum number of games eligible? It's per game and I'm sure there is a minimum, but it's per game. Okay, then switch my picks to Embiid. Okay. And who will be the first coach to either get fired or resign? Ooh, that's an interesting one. Um, Yeah. Who's your first coach? I feel like if the Sixers are absolutely terrible and they're like five and twenty-five or some you know crap like that, Brett Brown, I don't know. Someone's gonna have to eventually get some blame on this team. They can't just keep being this awful. So wow, as much really? as it kills me, I love Brett Brown too, and I know he was just resigned, but it could be Brett Brown. I could also see Fred Hoiberg getting fired. I don't know, but that might be after the season. But I, I don't know. Everyone else is like a new coach or a good coach. Yeah, I'm gonna say Alvin Gentry. Oh yeah, he's he's okay. But even even Gentry is, seems like a good guy who's still a relatively new coach too. Right. For the yeah. team, for his particular team. Um, okay. So well, I'll go with Gentry then. These are your your superlative picks. So again, that was Clippers over fifty three and a half. We had the uh, Hornets over forty two and a half. Uh, what was the other ones? I'm filling it out right now. I'm going to say Philadelphia under 24 and a half. That's right. That's right. My beloved Sixers under. It's okay. And the last one was, the last two were, I'm sorry. Miami under 34 and a half. <laughs> Poor Miami. And then, oh, King, King, and Kings Sacramento under. under 34. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. So a lot of good unders to root for there. Um, yeah, we want teams to suffer. That is That is what we do here. That's the beauty of the Limited Upside podcast. We looked for the limited upside in every team. Um, perfect. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening to uh, you know two hours of, of Mike and I do over-under predictions. Take these, every single one of them, to the bank, uh, both of our picks. That way you can't really be wrong. Even, right? even the ones that we disagree on, take them both yes, to the bank. take them both and, and hedge yourself. You can't I, lose. A little bit of track record here. Mike and I are never really right, but regardless. <laughs> Wait, who was uh, more right last year? I feel like, well, I kind of got screwed the pooch on the Mavericks pick. Yes, yes. Uh, we'll see. I, we also pick the playoffs each year, too, and, and that goes either way. Um, I don't know. The bottom line is we did a number of team previews. We probably put completely different predictions when we guessed on there compared to what we just put here, like my Oklahoma City prediction. I, I feel bad. I reneged on something I firmly believe in. Well, you, there's still time. You don't have to renege on it. I'll I mean, bump it up. I'll bump you, it up. You don't, you don't really seem to be too high in Portland, so you know, just <laughs> jump them up there. Yeah, Utah. Just, just do it. Just don't think about it. Just, just do it. Then you can set up the OKC Warriors second round. That's true. Ooh. 
I do like a good narrative. <laughs> right. Oh man, I hope the Sixers are decent this year. I'll leave everybody with that. Just don't be a ten-win team again, and you know, that'll be that'd be great. Yeah, um, so um, Mike, before you do anything, by the way, everybody should listen to all thirty of our team by team previews with our SB Nation communities as you get ready for the SB the uh, NBA season and. Check out our NBA preview. We've got a lot of cool stuff. Uh, Team-by-team previews. We've got Paul Flannery went out to Minnesota to hang out with the Wolves, the Wolves that are going to take over the league. Got a great essay from Tom Ziller. We've got Tim Cato went to Oklahoma City to find out what Russell Westbrook means to them. Uh, we got John Gonzalez on the Clippers. Uh, that's a great story. And then I did some video on why Kevin Durant ruins the game plan that the team started to develop to stop the Warriors. Uh, and look, that may sound a little self-evident, but watch the video. There was something I think teams were going to copy, and now it does not work anymore, and I explain why. That's right. That's right. I highly recommend everybody just get into all of the SB Nation NBA stuff right now. Get on the train because the season's going to start, and uh, the content does not stop. So, again, Mike and his team doing a tremendous job. I'm just happy to be able to talk hoops with Mike and these guys who we've had on. It's been a lot of fun. Continue, uh, Continually listen to this, download it, subscribe to it, all those good things. We leave you again and say thank you for putting in the time on this entire offseason. Mike, we're on to the regular season. Yes, it's finally here. Season's back. Again, this is the Limited Upside Podcast. Podcast.